in three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i am your host 34 and tonight we have a very special guest in the building andrew e i i r is with us um how you doing tonight andrew i'm good thanks for having me absolutely man i uh, want to wish you a happy wednesday i hope your week's been uh, going pretty well uh, for the folks out there, and I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but I've been on hiatus for like about five, six weeks now. Um, so you're my first guest after after that hiatus. So we'll, I'll be brushing off a little of the dust and the cobwebs. But um, I just want to thank you again for stopping by. Um, and for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we will typically do first a warm up. Uh, after the warm up, we'll head to the icebreaker. And then after the icebreaker, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, which is the main course of this podcast. And after the Wheel of Fate, we will head out to some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Andrew? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, my first question for you, man, is uh, how are you? How you been? You've been doing well. Doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately, man? I'm I'm good. Just uh, getting through the, the job hunt and. Hmm. Uh... How's, how's the job hunt going? You feel you've been feeling cool about it? Yeah, I, I I got some some things I'm excited about, but I gotta wait for them to finalize. But if things work out, then and yeah, I should have a trying to get a a security job, and I'm waiting to hear about translation work and mm, a I couple see. other things. Are you yeah. uh, are you like completely getting into? A different industry from like your previous work or yeah go ahead well it's 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 tough to say with me i've mm. i've done done a little bit of everything but i i was i was full-time in security work and then mm. lost my position but working on getting an another one in the meantime i had started counselor training so i I was able to to get that and then uh like student counseling if, if you don't mind me asking well, or um oh no no it's fine like um it's called a peer advocate counselor mm, interesting so yeah it's with a, a local community center and so while i was working on that i also was able to find some translator opportunities so that's I what's up i'm yeah, I mean, I, I met you, I think, and the first time I met you, we had talked about your translating abilities, which I, so I think is bananas, man. Like, I don't know if that just came natural to you, uh, but I feel, yeah. go ahead. It does? It comes yeah. natural to you? Well, um, I, I I always had a, had had a hard time in, in school, and it, it got to a certain point, like, I, I wasn't doing well in math or science so I just when I was required to take language and it it worked I was like I better keep on this because it's keeping the GPA up ah, so I got you I think yeah, you, did, you had mentioned I, that too go ahead oh yeah just um I I wasn't doing well in the traditional areas and then I just uh, accidentally found out that language was a, a strong, budding a strength. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'd like to say that. Talent, a strength, man. Um, you know, I don't know if I told you I work at a high school, right? And yeah. one of these theories I've been trying to like expose the kids to is this thought of it's a theory that everyone's a genius but there's like eight different types of like sections i think eight or ten i forgot which ones but linguistics was one of them it's like you know for some people that's just the natural thing but it's so hard like when i guess we're in school and all they really do is like the book smarts like that's how we're judged or how we're um what's called assessed right with our intelligence when really like if we're maybe if there's like a linguistic school like specifically where they you know harness your it makes me think of uh i don't know if you follow the x-men but like you know that the the, the school oh, <laughs> what's that school for school for gifted youngsters exactly exactly and just kind of like hone in with those skills because like if you if you learn i think it was five languages um just in the regular system like imagine if there was actually a system for you to really like you know try every language you know you might might be speaking 20 languages i don't know uh it's very difficult for me um i know they say that like learning languages is easier as a kid um so you know i was born in the philippines so i was raised in tagalog until i moved here in when i was four and my parents were like we never taught you english you just learned it from watching tv and i don't really necessarily remember that but for sure at that time it was like power rangers and stuff so my first english words were probably like it's morphin time <laughs> but, yeah uh, but yeah i don't remember which is interesting to me though and i i kind of wish i you know kept my ability to speak to Tagalog, and it's probably in there somewhere for me but i have to practice more and uh yeah which i haven't yet you told me to practice told me not to practice with family right it was like you got to practice with the family. right yeah. well i i always i always tell people about confidence versus competence mm, what's that mean so the, the idea is that as you said it's it's probably in there somewhere have you been pushed like have you really had to mm, okay. so much that holds us back is how people react I didn't start really trying to learn until I was 20. So Really? Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, you hear it here and there, but if family laughs at you, well, you don't want to do that again. You don't want to be laughed at, especially at that formative self-conscious age. So you focus on doing what gets you a more positive reaction whatever that might be so yeah. if i cannot if i cannot do something without getting left i'm not going to do it for sure. but then part of being away for college was that pressure you know peer pressure but i i suppose from a slightly negative motivation i found I found a a positive goal and it's you have to think about why you're doing it going back to what you had said about schools and areas of discipline they say oh you'll never use that when kids complain about math oh I, i'm not gonna need that in real life 
yeah. know, that that idea like what's what's geometry for but if you see that family members will treat you differently if you learn or just the gratitude of strangers i've talked to random people and just seeing the the light in their eyes the comfort they derive from my efforts when you have that balance between my my struggle versus your struggle maybe i will i will be the one to struggle today being the first one born here i thought about that like maybe maybe i should be the the one to have a hard time and i'll make it a little easier for you it's like if i can give you the opportunity to speak in your first language maybe that will have such an impact on your day and it's just i i can see that just the the weight lifted off of someone so I, the, yeah no no I, I got you man and I, what i want to tell you is that i think that you know the, your efforts is like would mean means more than i feel like you could even be aware of right because in, in my thought it's it's like i've never well i'm not i'm not going to say i'm never going to have that moment because i would like to learn a language and be able to reciprocate that respect but I think someone from a different culture seeing someone speak their language is like the ultimate sign of respect, right? And it's very like I don't know if you get this, but when you do communicate and they see you, they're shocked. They they have confusion. They're like this person can can talk like that and then it's like oh instant homies kind of moment. So like I respect this dude because he took time to learn my culture, to learn how I speak, especially when we live in America where it's like, you know, I'm not bashing on the English language, but that's what people yeah. want everyone to speak and i'm like yeah so i i just think that your efforts show a little bit more like in the scale of you know humanity versus like you know bad humanity you you give them hope for humanity when you when you show that you've learned their language um and i'm not saying yeah. it's impossible for me but yeah I, i'm not i'm not there yet well, I just I just say you're 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 still alive, so it can't be too late. Oh, still alive. Can't be too late. Yeah, I I agree, man. Um, but but really it it can be it can be a, a slippery slope with uh, the concept of hey, this outsider chose to make the effort and learn my language because it can it can be is this an outsider on the basis of country of birth or mm. or is this outsider based on i i have only one filipino parent mm. or or what about those outsiders who have a kind of problematic motivation when someone learns about your language and your people and it's just it's just honestly kind of ick you know like i i was having a hard time finding somewhere to practice japanese so i i looked on meetup when i 
went to go find the people, went to uh, meet up. I was approaching the group and I saw from afar, it was just, it was just all white dudes, long hair. And I just, I just had this vibe like, these are people looking for uh, anime girls, you know, and just, mm. I don't want to ascribe sincerity automatically to someone trying to learn our language. It could be, it could be someone like that who just has one of those fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Or, yeah. Or, or it could be a missionary and it's, <laughs> definitely don't want to trust that because i i've met those like oh yeah i've i've been to those like oh okay and then you you keep talking like oh ew like no i don't want to hear anymore like you went there to proselytize or or maybe it's a soldier and just i remember this guy approaching me telling me he was in the military and he thought he knew all about where i had come from and told me what my mom was Wow, that's that's intense, man. And you're yes. right, like when people are curious about your culture, okay, but let's uh, look a little deeper than that. It's uh, motivation and intentions. For sure, for sure. And you know, you just hella grounded me, right? Like I just went off on how great it must be to learn all these languages and be able to speak to people. But as far as like, you know, realizing the reality of it that's very true i'm i'm too i can be very optimistic and as as, as i try to be pragmatic i'm, I'm pretty naive as well <laughs> so i mean if i, I don't want to shoot down the the optimism because yeah <laughs> i mean what i've what i've experienced living here is just i came to california for language exposure and the amazing thing is no matter what a job here will give you that opportunity i mean even my, my my first job here was a cashier at ross and you just think that that's the bottom of it right mm -hmm. but it gave me an opportunity for three languages every day mm. and i i had to think like what is what is exposure what is beneficial what is a positive environment for sure for sure and it's like even though hey this is minimum wage and we don't have legal rights to breaks quite yet in the timeline yeah no at least i'm getting opportunity because if you're not proactive you might not find the chance to use your languages but you put yourself in the right place and then people approach you and they ask you do you speak and you say yes and they just are so thankful and it's it's really touching it's it's why we we i think communication is so important right um and knowing language definitely makes that communication a lot smoother cleaner um and yeah and that's why i think people would get excited like oh my god i can talk to this person yeah. like normal oh, <laughs> and people me so differently like when i uh 
when I show, it's like, oh, okay, now, now we <laughs> can be friends, I guess, because uh, they get certain ideas based off my features. I understand. Um, you know, it's interesting for me before we move on, and we should move on, but like growing up with my parents being immigrants and them like, you know, native languages Tagalog, right? Uh, they always, you know, try to speak English to me. And um, one thing I never realized really was like growing up, it sounded normal. Like it sounded like normal English to me, but really my friends would tell me like, yo, your parents got like some really thick accents. And I'm like, for real? Like, I think their English is pretty good. When I've worked in different workplaces um, and have had elder other immigrants I worked with, uh, I felt like it was easier for me to understand them because of how my parents would speak to me, right? Like in that kind of strong accent, English, but like it works. And then for me, when I meet these older immigrant folks, even though I don't speak their language, I think they hella appreciate that. <laughs> I could still under understand their broken English. Like it was like regular English. Um, and yeah, because yeah. you have experience with, let's say, uh, alternative types of English. So <laughs> yes, not broken English, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, well, we're 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 gonna speak broken types of other things, right? So it can cut both ways. But sometimes what happens is it really is you feel you you feel when people laugh at you, and then you realize, okay, maybe I have laughed at them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, like. Well, we, we could talk about comedy, too, and how, how that kind of affects with linguistics, because when I hear an accent, you know, yeah. like uh, it's I, I do think it's funny, but I'm not thinking of it as like a, a negative way on this person. It's just like, oh, this is how I'm perceiving it. Um, well, it's but, being on the side of it. It's I want to frame it as laughing from a place of love. Yeah. And, and also that it is yours so you would protect that's why it can be tricky when you have ethnic comedians mm, yeah yeah very you, tricky you enjoy it but then it's like well if we share this with other people then they're gonna share with their friends which means they do a rendition of your relatives and you have to think about what it means to share cultural humor. True. Very true. I mean, you know, like I, I could take it for granted when you were just saying, like it made me think about if I was on stage and I, I was a comedian and I had imitated like another Asian country uh, accent. Right. And it's like, are they looking at me like, Regular people who don't know the difference between Asians might be like, oh, that's funny. But then people who do know I'm Filipino and not Chinese, but doing a Chinese accent, they might be like, yo, this is not cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, that made me think about it. Yeah, I, I would say something. It's like, well, let's just uh, stick to making fun of our own because you'll find the, the ones who spend a lot of time making fun of others aren't sure how to make fun of themselves because they've lost themselves those mm. people who are so interested in our culture might not really be sure about their own lineage interesting that's true 
that's true um but all right andrew we got to get to the warm-up that was just after the how you've been doing <laughs> but uh oh you know I, I i go for it we just flow with it man uh, i don't really have any hard times but i do just want to see what answer you got for this next question in the warm-up which is what would you like the audience to know about you we kind of talked a little bit about yourself but if there's anything that you know you just want to let the folks know before we dive deeper into this interview go for it well uh do you have any framing for that i mean you know some I, people, yeah, I can yeah. talk about interests or i can talk about what uh yeah so i, I like to think of it as like a if you had the opportunity to set a disclaimer for yourself like when you meet new people like for me i would probably tell people like um you know i'm very gullible so please like don't try to take advantage with sarcasm <laughs> i am like very people-minded solution-minded like to be creative so if you want to talk about that that's dope um but yeah so that's that's usually my disclaimer and like i, f I would say like feel free i don't judge so I have a crazy sense of humor i'll probably laugh with it but maybe there's some jokes that i just don't vibe with but yeah so that would be something i would say with this answer go for it okay well i would say in one area there are there are certain phrasings that people get used to that i have to push back on like hearing the way people use native or hearing the way people say American or just why doesn't anyone know what nationality actually means? Mm. Why is it when someone says, what's your nationality? The other person says Asian and well, it's, it's not a country. Yeah. So I try to tell people, let's stop saying American and see if we can express ourselves better. I mean, there there are other things, but I realize that in order to talk about something, you got to say that word you don't want to hear. But the idea being there are things that I comment on and sometimes that's too much for people gotcha yeah uh, the whole idea of like like that's not what i meant or can't you take a joke or or whatever man that type of like no there are some things i just uh you use a term i'm going to make us talk about it i i see i see well definitely call me out on any terms that i feel like yeah you feel like is a uh, being misused or you know i'm not being aware of of the term as much um but but also there is that that um aspect of the social script how do you come back from that correction because some people cannot handle even just that bit of adversarial energy you know like i i tried to not say what's that supposed to mean because it does sound like a an antagonistic 
saying, it does feel like an interest in uh, arguing and escalation more than resolution. But yeah, yeah. But I'll I mean, try to find another way to say what was that. But you know, just uh, after correcting someone or or commenting. You know, how do you move on from that? Because that can be very difficult. Sometimes you don't call someone out on something because you're not sure what to do next. Oh, for you sure. Know, it can be such a conversation stopper. So it's a, a balance because you're trying to see, well, feel out what the other person has experienced with uh, socially. True, true. And, uh, you know, when... When you say that, right, I think of the experiences I've had when, like, there's been a hard, someone says, what do you mean by that? Or, you know, that that kind of comes up in a conversation, right? Normally, when it's with people that I I, I kind of know pretty good, I, I want to say I know somebody fully, but uh, there's been instances where, like, if that friend, friend group, circle, um, workplace understands that person or kind of just knows oh that's who they are i see the movement from that pretty smooth like it's just okay well that we that's expected we know that person is like that and we'll we'll just keep moving along and conversation seems to flow still um but i can, i will say in moments of like strangers meeting for the first time and that phrase comes up yes i think people get defensive real fast you know uh, and it it's crazy like i, I hope you 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 have a place where you feel free to to be able to you know not i, I don't want to say qu- attack i would say like question or like address uh how words are being used um but yeah definitely on 34 questions definitely a place where you, you don't have to worry about those things um, <laughs> um yeah because it it can be so tricky i don't feel i was raised to communicate that way so <sighs> i did have a a serious stutter growing up i just had to learn that what i wanted to say was okay instead of focusing so much on the possibility of the other person being really hurt or just awkward yeah yeah i gotcha well thank you for opening up on this first answer uh, this the next form of question is going to be how would you like to be honored so if there is a way I could express the energy you possess and say you know like this one's for Andrew well, what sort of act could I do oh I was worried that that sounded like a eulogy question <laughs> <laughs> well you know um, I think it's implied <laughs> but I, I don't want to put it out there it's more like if you go move to another country and your friends want to celebrate your birthday uh, you know what could they do be like oh this one's for Andrew you know okay so what kind of uh, atmosphere or energy do I want at a let's say a birthday celebration yeah that's a good way to put it yeah so well I one of my favorite birthdays was when I rented out a community center and invited artists to table selling their 
their uh, illustrations or or handcrafts or whatever else and trying to get a, a variety of expressions and then bringing in food and family flying down i always have wanted a, a gathering for me to have the people from all types of different areas of my life so the friends from work can meet the friends from volunteering can meet my star trek friends and it fascinates me to see how they get together and the new things i learn about them because of the energy that came out unpredictably from intersecting with a separate part of my life oh for so, sure yeah yeah the, the idea of bringing people together and and people telling each other this is how i met him and you know just that stories yeah yeah that that warm feeling of uh people i got you saying yeah what what i what i contribute to community or just uh how important star trek is <laughs> i got you you know uh that's that's interesting man i've always thought about that like the idea i like to think of it as universes colliding right like i have my family universe i have my work universe all these different universes coming to this one place um seems a little egotistical too because it kind of makes you that well, makes me the center point and everyone kind of is there because of you know me but yeah right yeah i do like that idea because if you are able to if i could see that like my my family working with my work friends or you know my my homies out of work it's like do they all like i'm actually curious if they all think i'm the same person right like am i the same person with my family am i the same person at work am i the same person with my friends and if they all kind of like you know notice that difference because yeah, i'll tell you one time that happened to me like i had people from different universes come together someone was like dude you're a social butterfly you're never like that and i'm all like really like in my mind i thought i was always like this but uh yeah which is a trip but you were gonna say something my bad well well just to um assuage the notion of egocentricity because how i'm meeting people like the the volunteerism like okay mm -hmm. maybe there are people who are in community work to get pats on the back but there's only so much you can put into something before it's real you know and then i mean the very concept of of star trek or other fandoms or you know my my comic book friends like i do think the realms I've chosen demonstrate collective mindedness. Mm. You know, the, the idea that it's so much better when we work together. So maybe on the surface, I'm gathering all these people so they can sing my praises, extol my virtues, make me feel like the most generous person, but it's still a foundation of 
I enjoy being out there and and supporting causes. And a term I heard was uh, trektivism, meaning that if you're a fan of Star Trek, you are trying to get us toward that vision of unity in the future. If the philosophy of the show means something to you, then you are out there in your community knocking down barriers. And so it does all fit. It's like, yeah, all these people are gathered to talk about me, but how did I collect them? Hey, that's that's deep, man. Uh, I didn't know the Star Trek was that deep. I... My my yeah, yeah I, my, I, I, my my essays. Yeah. <laughs> you got some essays? Okay, shoot me some essays, man. Uh, I'll take yeah. a I take a read. Uh, yeah, because I, I I guess I'm I haven't had these conversations with Trekkies, kind of like understand more about what the whole story was about. Um, that's cool. Oh, U- yeah, I, I, I guided viewings and given people uh, writing exercises just to get there i was i was a teacher briefly and i i used quotes from it you know just the idea that you aren't just watching people talk about something and their ideas but that we can put these into action and when we hang out to watch episodes got to have discussions as well <laughs> You got it, man. You got it. That's yeah, like the- you can't be like, yeah, that that was that was cool explosions and shit. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. You got to break it down. You got to break down the script, the, the shots, um, you know, choices in in, in the filming. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, you got to break it down. Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And then our, our my last question for you in the warm up is, on a scale from one to ten. How well do you know yourself? Well, I've I've learned so much about myself with the health challenges I've had in recent years. When I I, I mentioned to you briefly in your uh, I was gonna say Google form, but I guess it's not Google, but uh, your form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, I. My first time with cancer was 2012, and ever since then, I've gotten the feedback that I am a much more grateful person. Mm. I like to think that I have found a different form of optimism, a, a different outlook since now i've beaten it twice it's just this idea that when you are in pain when you're incapacitated you learn who can handle being around you without falling apart themselves and who can handle you falling apart? Holy shit, dude. Sorry, that that is intense. Uh, go ahead, though. 
because you you really you have to you have to allow yourself that period of self pity. It's it's mourning. It's mourning who you were and what you never will have again. If you cannot let yourself experience that negative emotion, then when are you going to? You know, I I had to decide like I'm I'm going to cry for myself. I'm going to seek sympathy, and I just I cannot keep I can't keep going without indulging. You know, just who am I putting on this strong show for? <laughs> so you learn not only the emotional strengths you possess but who around you has those because once you announce that you have something once you talk about cancer then people around you are going to be more likely to open up about what they feel yeah. and there were a couple people in my life who transitioned from acquaintances to friends because hey now we can make tumor jokes you know we we both got these things and we can keep taking them out but we'll we'll get they they say nodules when it's a small tumor but or you can say growth but there there's always going to be something inside you you can't you can't get it all out you just have to accept that that's part of who you are you mourn the loss of who you were and i just realized it's so much easier to become an optimistic person if i indulge the sadness in order to make that progress i just had to stop denying myself that you know i just thought i can't i can't move forward without the honesty of self pity i i found it's easier to classify it mentally and emotionally as finite if i let it out if i just let it happen yeah so it's also a journey of learning who your real friends are because some people just uh, think it's too depressing that i have had cancer twice so it's just like well maybe being around me makes you sad but shit i'm the one who has it so like okay i i guess i don't need you it's just too heavy for you cuz uh yeah what i'm going through is too much for you Yeah. Well, that that's that's just bye-bye right there. Yeah, man. That's a uh, that is tough. Uh I, I there's a couple questions I want to ask you about it, but you know, this yeah. ha- this is n- not related to, you know, the illness. Uh but a similar situation I was yeah. in which made me feel like a bad friend. Um uh, but you know, like you see a friend who's depressed about something. and like for me I've been one of those people who like 
you know, took steps backwards because I was like, oh man, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I can't, there's nothing I can do to really help except like, you know, hear about it, you know, over and over again. And, you know, I, if that friend is listening, uh, you know, I hope they know that it was like not anything personal. It was just more so like, yeah, I need to step back. But for you, for you as a person going through it um, and hearing like, yeah, maybe those are like, I wasn't a person that my friend needed in their life at that time. You know, like if I was going to act that way, maybe it was better that, and we did drift apart after that too. I think there was like, you know, some reflected reflection on uh, their part. Uh, but that, yeah, you're, you're learning your capacity for better or for worse. Both sides learn true. your range. What is your range? Uh, and then, the other thing I wanted to make you what you made me think about was like if I was in a situation where I found out I was ill I think in the beginning for sure I'd be the kind of person to like not tell anybody like I would try to keep it a secret for as long as possible and like from hearing what you were saying was like that's almost I mean for me it's a lot to do with like yeah I guess I don't want people to bring it up I don't want to talk about it I just want to live my life the same way as much as possible until something happens uh but i guess go ahead no i, I was just gonna say it's it's uh it, it just goes back to you, you gotta let it out because yes there might come a time that you're tired of talking about it but if you consider the possibility that there's someone you can help by talking about it Maybe the person I'm talking to has a loved one with the exact same cancer. Now I'm a resource. I always want to consider that because when I got my diagnosis, a friend gave me a phone number and said, my friend has the same thing as you. Maybe you guys can talk. And that made such a difference, you know, you can be that for someone if you just build a little more tolerance for sharing your story. I mean, it's still discretionary. Like, do I have that energy today? Am I in that emotional location today? But just in general, you might be able to offer yourself to a friend of a friend. Sure, man. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I was at, I was thinking, do you feel like you you know your story pretty well to like talk about it? Because that's one thing I think I heard. I forgot which celebrity said it, but they're like, if you're gonna try to become famous or a celebrity or something, you gotta get used to telling your story because everyone's gonna ask you to tell that story over and over again. So for you, do you feel like yeah. you feel pretty like you got that story down, or you're still trying to piece it together? Well, I mean, there are more pieces. It's just a... I feel like with different people, you recollect different details. I wouldn't want to get into that headspace of trying to tell every part of it every time, because that's when it can become more about my need to be thorough than mm. what you need or are ready for as my listener because 
a storyteller gotta fill out the audience. Maybe I'm halfway through what I want to recite, but I, I, I read you and it's, it's time to move on. Maybe it's hitting close to home. You don't want to say it, but there's just something passing across your face and I need to rein it in, mm -hmm. you know? But as far as familiarity with self, Yes, I did not answer your question precisely with a number. No worries, man. But what would you say if you were going to throw, throw a dart at the board? <laughs> well, I I want to go for eight. That's, that's solid, man. That's solid. I think everybody hopes to be around the eight, nine, ten range. Um, you know. I don't think anyone should say ten because that's just a level of arrogance that you cannot how can you be there really you know like we we, we could go down a, a checklist of what you haven't done yet but then then that could descend into competitive energy and it's just you know you you see what people have experienced in terms of successes and tragedies so sure. I, I just try to, sometimes I'm, I'm talking about cancer because people are reacting strangely to my dietary choices or, or mm. that I have to keep stretching my neck because the, the wound always will hurt and spasm. So I just, I mean, you'll, you'll see my uh, mannerisms. I've gotten to a point of not explaining it right away. And I used to need to, but it's like, man, it, it just happens too often and it hurts too much. So it's like, whatever. Y'all can just think I have a tick or I'm... I mean... No. I suppose hey, it is. But, uh, you know, you feel out what you again are ready to talk about today or or the person you're talking to what uh, that person's ready to receive it's tricky because really how are you evaluating but i really have had to try to get that down when talking about myself because either it's depressing or it's overwhelming or it's too familiar. It's too real. Yeah. It can be too real for some folks. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Did something happen to your loved one today? And maybe I should not, but it's just sometimes I get the reaction like, well, at least it was thyroid that hardly counts. Like at least it wasn't like, you know, one of those serious cancers. Wow. That's kind of fucked up, right? I don't, I don't know. That yeah, doesn't... yeah. So you, you, you think about sometimes sharing leads to the uh, oppression Olympics. Sometimes sharing leads to man. I've seen bigger scars, or at least you aren't missing your blah blah blah. Yeah. Or just does everyone know what a thyroid is? So. Yeah, you'll get surprising reactions from sharing. And uh, 
a few are going to be negative. I see. And maybe that's why I don't share it a lot. <laughs> now that I think about it, I, I'm besides the podcast, man, I'm pretty like quiet person in, in real life. Uh, and I always want to encourage sharing just to go back to what if now you have a, a friend with the exact same cancer who I can talk to now and be there for, you know, you just never know how you can be a resource and the first step is putting yourself out there by sharing yeah you can't assume i, I and I, I assume yeah. a lot that's something i'm working on um but yeah man i just want to let you know we got about 12 15 minutes ish left in the podcast uh don't worry you know i know we not we didn't get through a whole bunch of it today but always welcome to come back to finish it out with a part two um, but I do want to move on to this next part, which is yeah. uh, the icebreaker. All right. Um, here we go. Icebreaker. Uh, so just a heads up. Um, you have a choice. Would you rather do a word association or a this or that? Association. All right. And then I'm going to put 34 seconds on the board. <laughs> Uh, when I click start, I'm going to give you a word. You give me the first word that comes to mind. All right. And I'm going to ask you about maybe one or two afterwards. Here we go. In three, two, one, love. I, I think of, I think of family or I think of that struggle to relate to someone you don't know yet. Failure. Being hard on yourself, but also remembering to have definitions of progress and success. Life. Other planets. Past. Accepting yourself and remembering to process and feel, but find that line between dwelling and sharing I got you I do want to ask you about uh, you said something that the second part when I said love you said family what was the second part you remember if it's cool it's okay if you don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it um, that there's always that that family type and then the romantic type and my my health conditions have played a, a large part in the the barrier because it's it's scary for a lot of people because it, you know if if someone sees my scar and she asks oh well i'll just say it but maybe that's overwhelming i don't know what she's been through yeah. or or maybe somebody told me, what if what if it comes back? What if you get it again? That would break my heart. So does that mean you cannot love someone with a health history? Because who knows when cancer will return? Yeah. So it's... The idea of love does come back to health for me because that's that's been a, a challenge 
because in addition to the cancer, I also have a muscle disease. Mm. So I have to consider whether this person needs sugar coating or should I go for incremental disclosure or should I just not say anything until the topic forces its way to the forefront? Do you want to get ahead of something, get something out of the way? Or do you want to just not talk about it because maybe you never will need to talk about it? Mm. What? It just never comes up. And then, oh, well, that's, that's safely stuffed in the closet. And I did not need to jump the gun and say, hey, cancer. You know, maybe I can keep it to myself and not come across as a downer. Because sometimes telling the truth will make someone describe me as depressing. Yeah. I try to be nonchalant with it because, yeah, it's it's old now. So I can just say, yeah, yeah I, I had it and it's gone. Well, it, it sucks, but yeah, it's that was then yeah i'm a survivor right like you were yeah. yeah yeah but it's like trying to feel out does this person need me to downplay it and be nonchalant like what do you need so just mm. talking about love in the romantic sense it comes back to health challenges because how many people can handle honesty so i usually will go for incremental disclosure mm-hmm. but the fact remains the pursuit of love eventually requires talking about Somebody what has happened to me yeah and maybe that's too much for someone Even if you might subscribe to the school of, well, get it out the way and at least you know now. I don't know about all that. I'm not automatically on that same page. I understand. Yeah, it's it's, it's a generalization. Like, I got to feel out what does this person need in communication style or level of sharing. But... Yeah, just the topic of love that just goes right back to health because it's hard to be honest. It is. It is. Um, And I just want to say thank you for opening up, man. I I can't remember what phrasing you used, but it it definitely made me want to dig a little deeper into that uh, in your answer. And now when we rewatch this at some point, gonna be like oh that's what you that's what you had said originally and you just got real deep into it but thank you i want to say thank you for opening up uh, yeah. all right dog we got about five minutes left um i want to pause there and kind of like you know when we pick up with a part two uh we'll get to the wheel of fate we'll get to the closeout part which is important um but i do want to ask you right now uh what would be your question for the next guest on 34 questions 
oh well you know I, i'm always gonna ask you got any kind of framing for me <laughs> yeah yeah well you know um yeah. the way i would frame this is one it's, it's it's a way that i like to connect my guests right like your guest today next person may be different and i like to use you know i want to connect you with them in some way so what question you would generally ask a stranger but also it's a question i like to answer at the end of the podcast so i don't know if there's a question you felt like that came up for you that you want to ask me but yeah it'd be you could take it either way <laughs> well i i work with i work with a a lot of young people and i always see that people want to jump ship for a place with better pay and this emphasis on how can i make more money seems to lose sight of what do you want mm -hmm. so in getting to know somebody i want to hear what is your life outside of work and and sleep and eating not necessarily what would you do if money were no object but just professional development is an important concept but what else are you doing when someone asks does your job have room for advancement I don't want to give an immediate answer because I don't think it really is that. What if advancement is not a promotion or a raise, but what you are getting out of it creatively? Mm. What are you learning that's different? What is a an aspect of communication that you have to use that is not familiar in your immediate family setting so I, I try to get people to talk about what they enjoy when a friend of mine is depressed I say I want a list of five topics or passions or hobbies or interests or ideas that make you happy that make you feel centered when you have a bad day or you get some bad news, you can go back to this top five list for comfort. What do you do? Not something that involves other people or going somewhere physically or maybe not food. So, you know, we're not uh, engaging in destructive eating, but <laughs> what, what inspires you, you know, just trying to combat a depressing day with this foundation of five passions that's that's what i ask people so that they get their spirits up and i know i've done my duty as a friend i got you andrew uh, and i appreciate it um, and I felt like, you, you know, you clarified your question with a lot of other questions and, you know, you, for me, at least, you know, you, you eliminated going outside and eliminated has to do anything with other people. Uh, so when I narrowed that down for myself, uh, I think what really 
what I, what it is I do life outside of work, right? And it had, doesn't do with people, so not my family, my friends, or my partner. Um, it doesn't do with going outside. So it makes me think of what I'd be doing if I'm in home or indoors and at home. It makes me think of quarantine, right? Like, because I felt like that was a time where a lot of folks were doing it. Um, and so <laughs> the story is that, you know, my friend was telling me like, yo man I just met a true creative right like I could give a person whatever materials whatever idea and they make it happen like within 10 minutes right um I didn't tell him at the time but I felt a little slighted because I was like I thought I was a creative (laughs) or like you know I thought you perceive me as a creative right um and because for me that's what it is I like to do like if you're going to ask me what's my life outside of work I, I, f- I feel this need to make things right whether that's by writing because my first dream was to be a rapper and like I was expressing myself through the written word and writing lyrics down right um, and then like after that I, I tried to create a clothing brand because I like making designs with a message and trying to promote that and put that out there in the world um, and then even now like I think with the podcast, it helps me be creative with the filming and the writing and stuff. But I know I'm not supposed to include people, but I think it's a creative way to get to know people, <laughs> you know, like having a platform where I can just have these deep ass questions that I can't normally ask people at a party or at the bar um, is a creative way to, to, to have these conversations. Um, so, yeah, man, for me. What is my life outside of work is, man, I got to I gotta make something happen, like physically, whatever. Um, yeah, so that, that's my answer to that. And thank you for that question, because it does make me reflect on how much it means to me to, to make stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I, I would say even just writing questions for the show that doesn't really involve other people, because that's your aspect. Mm. Both the questions is what involves other people, but your questions aren't necessarily about your guest. So it's it's creative writing. It absolutely is. Yeah, I guess that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're not considering the other person. You're just, this is the type of discussion I want to have, regardless of with whom. That is a good way to put it. And I think that's the other side of that 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 coin, right? Because in my mind, I'd be thinking like, oh, I made these questions for my guests or for my, you know, whoever I'm talking to. Because, you know, in my mind, I feel like that's a gift I'm giving people. But yes, in, in the, on the other side for me, the selfish side is, yeah, these are the conversations I want to have. And if you don't want to talk about this, then you might not be able to be on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, that is that is true. That is the I mean, I, I, I would even say that's not necessarily selfish because, you know, you you have a, a purpose and an intention to listen. But, you know, your your phase of the process. I mean, that's that, that's what it is. It's not. Yeah, I I just always want to discourage that uh, any type of potential self-deprecation because, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's selfish it's it's nourishing you Mm. want to have that type of discussion because you know it's an energy in which you want to be that's where you want to exist and it's definitely communal 
yeah man I'm, i might be a trekkie and i just don't know it yet you know <laughs> uh but i got okay, you I'll, 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 I'll send you a brochure and an application <laughs> i got you does it come with a badge i would love a badge <laughs> Oh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> we, we 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 can discuss a uh, Velcro versus pin. Gotcha. Uh, all right, man. Before we go, before I let you go, man, I want to thank you again for for stopping by. I think this was a great part one. You know, I hope we can find more time to let's get through the wheel. Let's get through the closeout questions because those are important too. Um, and yeah, man. Before I let you go, my last question for you, question that ties every episode together which is 100, 200, 300 years from now, our descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Man, tell me we made it to space. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know that we, we found other people. I want to know that we did not have to have more world wars in order to find unity. I want to know that we normalized differences without abolishing them the solution is not to keep mixing until we're all the same have we found a way to cherish and progress yeah i want to see other worlds and i need to i need to be a translator out there too would you freeze yourself if they told you like hey we have the technology to freeze yourself but i don't that's like a long shot we don't know if in the future they're going to find a technology to defrost us and be like with our <laughs> with our spirit and soul still intact but <laughs> would you do it would you say like freeze me up you have you have to think about who are you asking whom uh, whom are you asking because if someone has a condition then it's it's totally different in framing and scope i have a spinal muscular disease for which there is no cure so maybe because it's a way to go out on my own terms because at some point i'm going to have difficulty speaking because the tongue is a muscle. At some point, I'm not going to be able to live independently. But maybe you can freeze me and I'll wake up on the Enterprise. Yeah, man. Uh, if we ever get to that point, I hope there's going to be a way to do it. So, like you said. Yeah, so I'm not thinking about how I go. I'm thinking about what's next which i do believe are different pathways gotcha any last things you'd like to add andrew before we head out like you want to plug your projects and stuff that you're working on if you don't that's fine too oh yeah why well, you know you know i always got something that's why i put all those things in your hand at the exactly, at the exactly. yeah well uh well, this this coming Saturday, there will be a Star Trek improv show at Stageworks, which is a theater on Valencia between 15th and 16th here in the city. So that's 7 p.m. Saturday, the 24th. I can uh, send a link for the show notes, but 
I want to make sure people know that it's not about how much of a fan you are, but just that improv is fun and point is to be silly. There's no gatekeeping. Just I hope people can come out and support because, hey, maybe I'm in it. Who knows? What matters? Yeah, what matters is we're all in uniform and you know you want to see that. <laughs> Got you, Andrew. Um... But, uh, well, in, in addition, I, I, I have to talk about the, the podcast because I was what I what I gave you that uh, bookmarker. So if there's anyone out there who is bilingual and has a speech impediment, we would love to interview you for an audio documentary that should come out later this year or we're not sure yet about the the timeline, but yes, we're looking for people to interview and then we bring on a, a guest host to to be a, an intermediary to to support uh, the main subject. So again, to, to recap, the improv event is called Phasers on Stun. That, well, that, that's the, the name of the group, phasersonstun.com. And then the podcast is called Proud Stutter. So just looking for people who want to come on the show, be interviewed and share their experiences. Because I'll, I'll tell you that speaking, as we say, fluently is so different depending on language. I found a way to calm myself and get through speech in English because of a uh, a favorite song that always got me hyped, but also stabilized. But it's harder to find in other languages, just going back to that idea of the immigrants are laughing at me and I don't want to put myself out there. It takes a lot of confidence to do that so my stutter is rare in English, but you'll hear it in other languages unless I just cover it up by switching. Mm. Sometimes that's the benefit of our Douglas uh, ways. <laughs> you don't know why I am switching, but you know in your head when a sound is blocked and it's just not going to come out. And you don't know how people are going to treat you if you just push through it. Sometimes that's what it takes. You know you're going to get stuck, but maybe you'll try to push through anyway, and maybe it will be a display, but you decide in the moment, do I want to try, or am I going to switch languages and give up? So yeah, just want to create that space, and if people identify with those categories uh, you can come be interviewed on the show and we're going to form a we're going to start doing a live support group as well so that is proud stutter 
I'll stir y'all. Make sure to check it out. Uh, and I will link it. I say it all the time, and I've got to get better at the habit of linking everything my guest tells me to link. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, Andrew, thank you again. Okay. <laughs> thank you again for stopping by. Uh, you know, it was a great conversation. You know, hopefully come back. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there who tuned in. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, definitely appreciate your time as well. Please remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. Thank you.